0: On this impromptu edition of the Geopolitics and Empire podcast, we're talking to our friend Rico Brouwer in the Netherlands. Uh, His YouTube channel was recently obliterated by Google, and he's joined by Willem Engel, a scientist and human rights activist uh, who has apparently temporarily been banned from entering the Hague. You can tell us more about that. Uh, And he's also involved in the ongoing Netherlands lockdown protests and part of the Virus War Hide or Virus Truth Organization, who are involved in organizing demonstrations and litigation against the tyranny of the Dutch state. Welcome, uh, gentlemen. It's a good day to be alive. And how's it going?
1: Thank you very much. Uh, well, given the circumstances, uh, we're doing fine. Uh, although, uh, when I look at uh, the images and, uh, and, and the videos, uh, it looks like uh, we have all the fireworks that have not been detonated around New Year's Eve are being detonated now. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Be- be- before we get to the fireworks, I just wanted to ask you, Rico, what in the heck happened with your YouTube? Uh, and how is the podcast podcast adapting uh, to this okay. attack?
2: Well, the risk is that if I am very elaborate, it will hurt your channel as well. So I'll choose my words wisely. Oh, you don't care. <laughs> you'll you'll take it like a wound would. I got the scars to prove it. Okay, all right. So uh, we're both podcasting to uh, YouTube among other channels. And this summer, I interviewed a uh, Dutch physician um, who was uh, he, he got a lot of sick Corona patients in in his practice, and he was looking for for a cure. And I interviewed him on hydroxychloroquine, and he was a or rather on how he would approach a patient. And we talked through that uh, medic medic patient situation with the coronavirus and how would that proceed. Now that was the first interview that got kicked off YouTube. That's your first warning. Then I interviewed Colleen Huber twice and she has done an academic study into mouth masks or the risks thereof. Now the first interview I posted to YouTube got me my second warning and that was the first official warning. And YouTube does three strikes you're out. So at the third strike, they kill you. So this was my first official strike, my full interview with Colleen Huber, which you can still see on the other channels. It's an interesting lady. She has a nice story to tell. Um, I interviewed her again. But before I did that, I talked to Rainer Fulmich. He's a lawyer. He's a German lawyer, also Californian lawyer. And he's taking yeah, Mr. Drosten to court, basically. He's taking the PCR test to court. Uh, in what he aspires to to become the, the largest class action lawsuit ever because all the world is hurt by the PCR test and he's preparing that. And he talked to me in an interview uh, on November 10th about that. This was my greatest, biggest viewer-wise interview for uh, a podcast. It got over 200,000 views. Now that was November 10th. I talked to Colin Huber again on November 16th, so later. That caught me my second warning at YouTube. So, uh-oh, I'm scared now. <laughs> and I told you also at, um, uh, at the uh, um, collaborative interview that we did on November 3rd that I didn't really dare express my opinions on YouTube too much. And also, I didn't want to do a, a New Year's Eve, Old Year's Eve broadcast with you like we did last year for risk of people expressing themselves in a way that would get me kicked off YouTube. So then Christmas Eve appears. December 25th at night, I get my third warning. So I'm killed. My YouTube channel is uh, is murdered because of the Rainer Fulmich interview that I was, that was recorded before the one that got me my second warning. So I protested and said to YouTube, well, listen, it, it's, it's a PCR interview and, and the World Health Organization... The, uh, the ones you're not supposed to be critical of, they're not more nuanced new now uh, uh, with regards to PCR. But they said, well, yeah, (laughs) tough luck, buddy. Uh, Well, they didn't really say anything. I I just got killed. So my YouTube channel is gone. Now, a friend of mine who uh, I've never met, but who runs the Anonymous Bites Back podcast, he he said, well, I got this other channel. It's called Another Voice. You want to broadcast there? So that's what we're doing here. This is my new landing zone for podcast live broadcasts. So I'm on YouTube, and I'm guest in the another voice uh, YouTube channel. That's the story,
0: All right. So it's good to hear that uh, you're continuing. I know you're on Shoot, uh Library Odyssey, and all of the other places. I'm putting my I'm uh, on Bitshoot and Brighteon, and soon we'll put myself Be- up.
2: Are you still able to upload in an easy way to Bitshoot? Is it working still?
0: It still goes automatically from YouTube as long as I have YouTube. Um, oh. So I guess I'll have to do it manually if and when my YouTube goes down. It's dead, uh,
2: it's dead, dead slow for me now. takes forever to upload and it doesn't render and uh, it's dead in the water.
0: Bit yeah, sure. but I mean, we got to just roll with what we got. Um, and so <laughs> b- before I, one more thing before we look at the, uh, statement that came out about civil war in Netherlands, I just wanted to um, comment and perhaps we can ask Willem, um, <clears throat> you know, it's only the beginning of 2021. Uh, and, you know, just, I think the, the first day, the week into the Biden presidency in America, you know, America sent troops into Syria. They're talking of sending them back into Iraq uh, and they're using the Russian Juan Guaido, Alexei Navalny to initiate another regime change attempt in Russia. Meanwhile, uh, as I found out, you know, according to the mayor of Eindhoven, Netherlands is on the brink of civil war. But don't feel special because I don't know if you heard (laughs) recently, Ray Dalio just stated the obvious, which is that the United States also is on the brink of civil war. And we're seeing this spread of mass civil unrest rising in nations across the planet. Uh, I've seen footage from, I think, Denmark, Austria, Canada, Israel, Tunisia, you name it. So, you know, before going further, I thought maybe we can get your views both uh, Willem and Enrico on what you think COVID-19 actually is because I think for all of us our hypothesis is getting refined over the months as we obtain new information and witness how things are are playing out so maybe Willem you can start you know what is your understanding of project COVID-19 as I call it scientifically and medically uh, just all briefly and perhaps politically and and economically like the agenda what's going on?
1: Yeah, so COVID-19 is a marketing term for uh, an operation uh, which has branches in a political part, in a medical part, uh, and in a commercial part. Uh, the commercial part is very clear. COVID-19 is uh, is the marketing campaign to sell gene therapy. Uh, mRNA vaccines are not vaccines, they are gene therapy. That is without a doubt like that is the definition if you inject genetic material uh, for the purpose of a treatment this is the the literal definition of gene therapy then if you look at the medical uh, part the proper name for what we now call COVID 19 is sari severe acute respiratory infection which is normally caused by a multitude of pathogens among which are viruses our are bacteria are fungi, um, there, there are all sorts of causes for this pneumonia-like uh, illness. And, and then if you look uh, closer to the symptoms, then it becomes very clear this is not one disease. this is um, uh, sorry, so th- this is a, a multitude of uh, a, a, a immune failures or uh, immune systems that uh, uh, go a wire so to say. Uh, and for that reason, you will not find the cure against SARI, which they call now COVID-19 and probably the next year uh, COVID or, or influenza 23. Um, but you will need multiple cures in multiple stages for multiple multiple uh, um, um, complexations of, of this uh, pneumonia-like uh, disease or diseases, I should say. And um, then the political scheme, of course, and then we come to the riots because in indeed it is connected. Um, all the measures that have been taken against the so-called uh, pandemic, because if you look at the numbers, there's absolutely no pandemic at the moment. That, that is complete. Even with the PCR test, they cannot uh, bring it to a pandemic level. Um, but all the measures that are put in place are so Uh, restrictive that they um, oppress society to the brink of collapse. And uh, what you see with all this isolation and basically social torturing um, is that uh, we lose the fabric of society. We lose the cohesion and we lose the solidarity between people. And then you see these uh, tactics of uh, divide and conquer uh, groups are played against each other. Uh, a great example is uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, as if we don't have uh, problems, then let's pull the racial card. So it's it's uh, it's a political scheme. And then you listen to the marketing terms. Besides COVID-19, they're now talking a lot about Build Back Better. And Build Back Better is the the, the, the dot on the horizon after the great reset and so what you now see in the political landscape the destabilization of all these countries i have already counted eight or nine governments that have fallen so to say but of course the measures are still in place so they didn't really fall but they make they make way for uh in a, in a sense uh, a new world government and and probably uh it is marketed as a benign uh, overlordship of the united nations the who or the european union or other international uh, organizations and treaties um it's it's um, it's a plan that will ultimately fail and that is with all these megalomaniac plans they will fail because they are produced by people who think they understand how human beings behave and act and interact but in reality they are just playing out their childhood traumas and if if you see if you see that happening then eventually we come to the year 2030 and we're not in a brave new world we're we're entering in a dystopia where we have to rebuild all the world and we're almost in the same position as we were in uh, 1945
0: very succinct. I largely agree with you, um, Rico. Do you have anything to add or subtract regarding what what he said in your perspective? Uh, after all yeah. these months,
2: yeah. Uh, there's a line that I draw when you, when it's speculation to what's going to happen. Uh, that's I, I never go into that. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but the, the the analysis of the situation, Willem, I'm impressed. That's a great summary. I, I, I largely agree. Also, uh, I, the one thing I wanted to add. Is that I was looking forward to seeing the World Economic Forum top take place this week. Um, they were they were scheduled this week to be physically together, but yeah, there's the Corona situation, so they rescheduled it to the summer. But so there is a online World Economic Forum top apparently this week. But but to my surprise, when I switched on the news because I watch the mainstream media news now because I'm preparing for these broadcasts every night. We have to get into this broadcast also why it's at 9 p.m. in the Netherlands. But there's an on- online climate top now in the Netherlands where all world leaders are hosted in the Netherlands. So is that actually the World Economic Forum top or how does that work? Does anyone of you know?
1: Yeah, I've looked at it and uh, a few things, Uh, the Green New Deal, that's another marketing term, uh, which is next to the Build Back Better. And uh, I think in this whole scheme, COVID-19 has lost its appeal. A lot of people uh, are tired of it. Uh, So uh, 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 what is his name from the WHO? Tedros, but also Gates and Soros and others uh, have already uh, steered away from the virus towards uh, repurposing the lockdowns to have a great climate outcome, which is ludicrous, but it's it's there. You can look it up. They have said it. So it's uh, it's it's uh, an insane world we're
2: living in. Yeah, and it's insulting. That's what it is. It, it's insulting to absolutely. common sense. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and I, I wonder if they... Re- So we have to go to Mexico also, I mean, you're saying all of the world is now in a civil war or uh, uh, approaching it, but (laughs) that's something, Mexico has been doing that for ages.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's our natural state, you know, (laughs) every century revolution, but I mean, there's not going to be much more places to run to, like, I can't go back to my, one of my home countries, uh, America right now, because you have to take a COVID test to go back to the US, so I can't even go back to my own country of other citizenship because I refuse to take these, these tests. I'm not, I'm not subjecting myself uh, to taking these tests and my, and my family. And and my other country, I'm, I'm a EU citizen, Croatian, they just announced, uh, von der Leyen, uh, that you're gonna need these vaccine certificates, uh, to fly. So it's just like, uh, I basically, you can't go anywhere. And uh, I don't doubt uh, our, our, some of our politicians in Mexico are working very closely with, you know, the Rockefeller Foundation and, and all of these people. So they're implementing that. They're trying to implement that here in Mexico. I only think, I think it'll take a bit longer than in the Netherlands or, or, or somewhere else. Um, so what's the story with this mayor uh, in the Netherlands talking about being on the brink of civil war? You know, what's, uh, I, I know, Willem, I, w- I just briefly lear- I learned about you recently, you know, and you're involved in some of these uh, organizations of, of these uh, protests or demonstrations. Yeah. You know what's going on in the Netherlands? Yeah,
1: so we have been trying to protest uh, very peacefully and always with uh, uh, with love as the as the, the central theme. Love and truth; those are our highest values. I think also for society they should be. Um, but what we have seen is a, a crackdown on peaceful protests for months after each other. And uh, that has come to uh, a conclusion where we, as organizers, are uh, left without any influence uh, uh, among the, the people that uh, are uh, not uh, agreeing with uh, with the measures. Um, so it's taken out of our hands. Uh, people have been pushed too far, but we cannot keep them uh, keep them quiet or 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 um, without violence uh, and peaceful, because uh, if you push people too far with curfews, with, with, with restrictions that have clearly nothing to do with, uh, w- with a virus. And even last week, and this was, I think, the final draw with the curfew being implemented, well, there is no state of emergency, which is a, an, immediately, an immediate uh, breaking of the Constitution, which is very clear. But our former prime minister, who is now uh, uh, stepped down, but still in office, he literally said in parliament, well, actually now I'm more powerful because you can't send me away again. And this is a pure provocation for which I believe if you look at the law, you should have been arrested. Because that is such a blatant disrespect for the population, for democracy and, 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 and for, the, for the rule of law. And so I'm, I'm not saying that all these people that are, are rioting uh, are doing that because of this uh, specific uh, uh, remark of the Prime minister, but it shows uh, it, it shows a certain pattern of doing it very blatantly. Very in your face, the, the same thing goes for what you mentioned with the with the PCR tests. Politicians are excluded from this, and that's, that, that that really infuriates everybody. There's such a clear distinction or such clear um, a double standard and and different classes if If you read Animal Farm, this is what we are now. You see the pigs and the dogs dining. When you look over the over the over the little door,
2: maybe, yeah. Maybe Rogi, okay. can I can I? I, I apologize. So I've re- uh, memorized that your name is Rogi and I always pronounce it like that. And I know it's wrong. Ervoyer, that's better. Um, <laughs> in addition, so we're talking to the, your international audience here, and I want to extend on what Willem just said. So uh, um, the Netherlands, we have a prime minister who resigned. So he quit. He went to the king. We are our monarchy. Uh, he went to the king and he offered his res- resignation. Now, in the Netherlands, what happens then is that king says, OK, please mind the shop for me. So you're still in office, but all you do is open the store <laughs> and take care of that shop until we can elect a new one. Now, the reason he resigned is because of a 10 year long tax. F- no, it's not a tax fraud. That's the word that comes to mind. But the the, the revenue service, the tax service in the Netherlands, has for 10 years been hunting people with fraudulent accusations and taking their money away, throwing them into debt, and they were profiling them uh, ethnically. So you're living there or you're of that ethnicity or that, that, that nationality, we're gonna hurt you extra because you're probably f- being fraudulent. Now, a, a few of our representatives have made an effort for years and have managed to get this out in the open. And it stinks massively. And under his direction, under Mark Rutte, our prime minister's direction, because this is his third term already. He's been in office for 10 years. This has been going on. He finally had to resign three months before our elections. So we're not speeding up the election process. We're still going to elections on March 17th. At least that's the planning. (laughs) Um, and he says to our parliament, what are you going to do? I'm only minding the store. By the way, I'm going to continue on the Corona dossier, so I don't consider myself demissionary on that part, Uh, so I'm just going to carry on what I was doing, but I'll be uh, out of office for all the other stuff, maybe. (laughs) So that's why Willem said he's a criminal. Yeah, we
1: have turned into a complete banana republic. We, we can never point a finger at any other country again for not following uh, basic human rights, for not following democratic uh, principles. We are the laughingstock of the world. And about the civil war, I think that is uh, an exaggeration. We have riots, but it's not a civil war, and we don't want a civil war. And um, the, the, the vast majority of Holland are very peaceful but critical citizens, there is absolutely uh, no majority in favor of these restrictions. That is a, that is a falsehood that is constantly propagated by uh, the media, which are in bed with politicians. We have seen so many cases where ministers become... Uh, part of a newspaper or uh, or a news uh, network and then go back and forth. There is no clear distinction between the media and politics in Holland anymore.
0: Yeah, and what you guys were, were saying about the, the Dutch government stepping down, I, I mean, I wonder if there's something else at play as well, because we just saw the Russian government resigned uh, in Estonia uh, and then some other governments as well. So it's kind of disturbing that all of a sudden, a series of of governments are stepping down. Uh, And, you know, if people people who listen to the show know about technocracy, technocracy is the system that they're trying to move us into. And in technocracy, you don't need politicians. So, you know, is that one reason they're all of a sudden getting rid of, uh, you know, this quantity of politicians? Because, you know, in the future, they call it algocracy, you know, ruled by uh, algorithm uh, and scientific experts. So that's just something uh, interesting.
1: Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that assertion.
2: Now, and hang on. The the no uh, the the reason that our prime minister and his cabinet stepped down has to do with the fraud that there was in the making over the last ten years. So, if I, I things might converge, I agree there. But this was the reason he. Uh, he I I don't see th- a uh, no, no, different agenda there.
1: I I want to nuance it a little bit. This was the excuse to step down, which was already planned. Okay, fair
0: enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just mentioned also a bit before moving on what Willem said about uh, the rules. The Animal Farm. I mean, I was researching the EU vaccination uh, travel certificate policies, and it literally said that on the EU official website that for the politicians it doesn't apply for them, but for the for us we have to do all of you know get these vaccine digital passports, but you know, and the PCR test. But they don't have to do that. And furthermore, if you h- if you have enough money to f- to hire private. Uh, you know, charter flights. You don't wear any masks or do any PCR tests when, when you charter private uh, jets, and so you know they're they're exempt. So it's totally Animal Farm. Uh, I just had another question regarding the the protests in Netherlands. You know, I think a lot of us know about agent provocateurs, and I'm wondering if during any time during the Netherlands uh, protests, if you've witnessed the state yes. the state sending undercover they, you Absolutely. know all governments have done this we've seen this happen in canadian protests in america because i saw a video recently i don't know if it was denmark or the netherlands where protesters you know the citizens acting uh, peacefully and lawfully in their protests pointed out a bunch of yes. co- uh, cops who were trying to create violence as a pretext to end the protests and you people can find these videos uh, online so yep.
1: Yeah so so this is now standard practice standard practice and we have so much proof but the police and uh, the mayor they refuse to do any investigation into this but it's clear as day we have these groups of thugs hired by the police uh, they are hooded or with uh, with a mask so they are uh, undercover uh, they're not recognizable as police officers Yet they come out of the vans of the police, and, and they stir up riots. This this is exactly what's happening.
0: And something else uh, interesting right before because because we kind of put this podcast together uh, impromptu today, and uh, to see what's you know what's going on with these lockdowns in Netherlands. And you know this afternoon, just like an hour or two ago, I tweeted out the fact that I was interviewing uh, you, Rico, and and, and you, Willem. And included, you know, a recent interview you did, Willem, with Dr. S- uh, Sucharit Bakhti, who's who, for the people who have been following what, what's been going uh, 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 on the last few months, should, should know about this uh, German-educated uh, physician or doctor who's speaking out against the corona measures. And something happened today on Twitter that I've never seen before. Almost immediately, like in real time, there started to appear... Dozens and dozens and dozens of comments attacking and name calling, uh, you, Willem, uh, and myself, Enrico, just ripping on us, uh, on, on the Twitter post, which has never happened to me before. And I don't know if listeners are uh, aware that you know, NATO governments, America, Chinese, and Russians, they have military information warfare units, such as the 77th Brigade in England, whose job is on social media. And online to viciously attack anyone going against the official established uh, narrative. And so and and today I saw Twitter just launched something today called Bird Watch that allows people to rate uh, and write notes on so-called misleading information. And so, you know, this could be part of Operation Mocking Bird Watch in action uh, and, and so on. Uh, and so. For for me, it seems like this is information warfare operations against us mixed in yep. with real people angry uh, with you, Willem. And, you know, one, one proof for me is this, that the speed with which it occurred, the types of accounts, uh, the, the immediate resort to vicious name calling, shaming uh, and, and being so angry and irrational uh, with us. So, you know. Are you attacked? What would you say on this? And 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 the people that attack you. What's your response to their uh, criticism and arguments?
1: Yeah. So, so I think you you made a, a fairly good um, summary of that whole landscape of internet trolls. Uh, you have people that are just malinformed. You also have people that are paid to incite internet violence, so to say. So. Um, I've been doing this for for a few months now, but this amount of of trolls that I have to block maybe 100 a day on certain media platforms, uh, that is also a a high score for me. Um, And it's also confirmed from people within the military that I speak to that indeed there are these kind of practices. So, so your assertion is completely correct. And what, what we see there is very similar to what we see in real life with these uh, thugs that uh, climb from the police vehicles uh, and are hooded and are inciting violence in these demonstrations. A, a very similar effect is done online. So most of those those accounts are just joining the frenzy, so to say, and they are mostly real people just uh, uh, badly informed uh, and uh, and stirring up this uh, this this uh, scapecoating uh, technique, uh, but of course there's a lot of paid troll accounts which which probably are military or or intelligence
2: and cyber warfare uh, units. Yeah, but you have to extend on that also. I mean, you were you had fe- tell tell. It, this is the international audience. I mean, you were when I got to know you, I got to know a very outspoken new activist and you propagate love and and non-violent resistance, but people were banging at your door. I think in short, you need to relay that story also. It's not just Uh, online.
1: No, no. Unfortunately, um, because I became such a uh, a well-known person and uh, they cannot um, silence my speech anymore. It's too big now uh so there's other tactics that are employed as well uh, we had a news show trying to bash me uh, with hate speech so they invite lawyers or reporters and then i'm not there at the news show but uh, they invite them to to stir up the violence against me and and this was indeed the case i had an attacker uh at my uh, at my place uh, we just installed cameras because we saw this happening on the new on, on this new show for a week long and then the amount of threats uh, went up enormously. Um, and then the attacker literally had the same speech the same sentences as that were that were propagated in this uh, news show so it's 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 a one-on-one it's uh, uh, when there's a lot of negative publicity, Uh, incited or paid for by the government then of course you have the 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 consequences of that so at at the moment uh, I try to um, have um, as peaceful posts as possible but I will not be silenced I will always speak the truth so the measures are torture it is unjust and the government has to account for uh, uh, later on uh, in uh, in the court of law.
0: Yeah, I, I feel the same way. You know, my my gra- I look always look uh, to my grandfather as a guiding light. He was uh, he stood up, uh, I guess, ideologically to to the Nazis in Croatia. You know, Croatia for three years in the forties became a Nazi regime. Uh, you know, Croatia cooperated with with uh, the German Nazis, and I suppose my grandfather. Uh, opposed that and he for six months was held in a hole in the ground i'm sure it changed his life uh experience and the same way as myself you know my great-grandfather died in world war one that was my great uh, grandfather's experience with the nazis in world war ii uh when i was a kid you know we had the war in yugoslavia so each generation is, is touching us and i the truth is the truth you know i, I don't care what you're, you're going to do to us i, I want to look at my kids and if we have grandkids if we get to that point uh that they can, you know, they can be proud of, of their, their forefathers. Uh, are there any other points with Corona, the lockdowns uh, that you want to make? And, you know, going forward, you know, what do you see happening right now and, and going forward in the coming months? Yeah,
2: can, I, can, I, can I do this first? Um, we started this conversation with the YouTube censorship. And um, I decided to not create a new YouTube account for myself, even though I'm streaming here. This is not my account. I'm a guest. What I would like everybody to do is to look at companies that make the same effort. I mean, Willem has been threatened and he says, well, I'm not giving up. I'm, 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 I'm not giving in. I'm not giving up. You were voice. You said, if this happens to me, I'm not giving up. I'll just adapt and find a new way because this is too important. What I would like people to think about is if you're deleted from YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, Twitter, Are you really going to create a new account? Because it starts to feel like you're going back to an abusive partner, just going back to be beaten up again. So why are you moving back into your Instagram? People are wearing their Instagram deletions as badges of honor. I had 20,000 followers and I'm back. I've got two war war scars now or three. I've been deleted four times. I'm the winner. No, you're the winner when you leave and you support parlor or whatever other environments are out there. And you say to the people that are left, that are behind, say, well, let's just go there. They don't delete people for their opinion. So that's, that's something that everybody has to do. And that's when, that's when at least we we're using ourselves to to protect free speech. Now, uh, hang on. No. uh, In addition to that, we are now under a curfew in the Netherlands That means you're not allowed on the street between 9 p.m. and 4.30 a.m., with an exception. And one of the exceptions that they made is you are allowed out if you're making it to to mainstream media television shows. (laughs) So if you're a guest to one of the big programs, then you're allowed to break the curfew. So this is the reason that I'm now streaming to YouTube this live uh, broadcast, inviting people to my couch to have discussions here. And I'm giving them their exempt form to show the cops if they're stopped on their way back home and see how that plays out. We have to, we have to struggle for free speech. So this was my answer. Yeah,
1: well, I, I completely agree. We still have to fight uh, the media and social media. And I think that is the most important fight. Uh, politicians are mainly vain and uh, stupid and uh, easily manipulatable, so I don't see the the biggest uh, fight or the biggest arena there, but it's it's really the the, the media corporations and uh, and the social media corporations. Um, How we have to do that is by doing what we're doing, by making uh, news, by making news shows, by constantly exposing uh, the fraud and, and showing the truth. Um, and never, never waver uh, from our path. Our values are are the strongest. Uh, they, they are what defines us as human beings. Uh, if we start to give in or to compromise in order to gain influence or control, we're already lost. You're you're playing the game again. The only way out is to really strive for. Autonomy, And I don't, I don't only mean autonomy, the physical autonomy, but the, the mental and the emotional autonomy. If we are free in our thinking and in our feeling, they can never enslave us.
0: Good, good um, points to, to leave us with. I would agree with both of you and, and Enrico as well. Um, someone who I really like, Dan Dix uh, of Press for Truth in Canada, he recently tweeted that um, YouTube reinstated his account. And so he was like playing with that. And it's like, I would agree. Once they've burned the bridge, that's it. You know, you're not going back and you're, you're just moving on. Um, it's, you described it exactly, perfectly well, Rico. Um, are, where do we find, I guess the, the best places now for us, for people to find us is directly on our websites. Uh, Rico, where's the best place to to, to find you and, and Willem, uh, you as well? All
2: right. So I started the podcast podcast which is, and I'm going to do it again, pot. Yeah, so your English audience would associate pot and, and the Dutch with something else, but it's actually flower pot with a uh, cars, which is a candle, pot with candle, conversations with hope, P-O-T-K-A-A-R-S.nl, which is my show. It has also English spoken interviews. Um, uh, and and that's the thing that I'm doing. However, worry, um, I registered the manystream.media DNS handle, and also manystreammedia.nl and manystreammedia.com. And we have talked about this earlier, even a year ago, I think, when I first pitched it to you. Uh, I'm about, (laughs) I still haven't finished it, but I'm about to start an alternative. We are going to our own website. We're going to host our own content, and we are going to take back the abbreviation MSM. MSM is not owned. There's no copyright on MSM. Is legacy, it's old, it's, it used to stand for mainstream media, but that thing's obsolete it's obsoleted itself. So, what we need to do is replace that abbreviation with something that works. So, that's the many stream media. And, or what you know, we're gonna do together. So, you, you, you're gonna fill in the English spoken branch of all uh, that. But bear with me, I to, I'm doing late night shows now, so it's taking some time to, to get there.
0: And Willem, where do we, where do I'll put the links in the description, but tell yeah. us where do we so best it's, find you?
1: It's literally virus truth, but then in Dutch. So virus is spelled the same, but truth is W A A R H E I D dot N L. Um, and there you can find many links to scientific articles to uh, articles about news or economy or politics but mainly of course uh, what we do most and what we do best is to uh, uh, do a lot of litigation uh, we have fought already I think nine or ten injunctions we have won one and we are about to win many more if if the the judge that we get is a real judge instead of a collaborator, and that that
2: only time will tell. Well, there is an interesting one. I, I I don't know if you want to wrap up, maybe maybe on this thing then, or because you mentioned uh, I can't go back to my country, which is the United States, because if I want to go back, I'm I am to undergo mandatory PCR tests, and I refuse to do that. Now there's a, a Dutch lady uh, who is in Israel, and she went there because her mom used to live there. Her mom passed away this December. She was in Israel and she wanted to fly back January. However, the Dutch government had imposed a new rule by then saying, well, if you want to fly back before boarding the plane, you are to undergo a mandatory PCR test and show the negative results. Otherwise, you're not allowed to board. Now, this goes against international regulations even more than Dutch law because the international agreements they're even more important than whatever laws we come up with here locally. Um, this is the ruling that Willem is awaiting uh, this Thursday because he was doing that legal battle with that lady uh, together last week. And um, I streamed that from the courtroom. <laughs> so all the Netherlands can, can hear that uh, conversation taking place in the courtroom. And uh, a part of it is in, um, in English. So, uh, you, you want to put that in the links as well. This is an Israeli human rights lawyer who very explicitly made the case why this judge can only rule in favor of Virus Wahrheit and this lady from Israel. My question to you, boy, is can they, m- under American law, make you undergo a medical procedure, or are they not also allowed to take you back in at the very least?
0: I think we're, I mean, we're in, the, we're under uh, uh, the Fourth Reich, right? Global Nazi dictatorship, literally, because, I, you know, I, I, I did the interview with Edwin Black, the Jewish historian, and some of the same people behind the Nazis, American and German uh, interests and corporations are some of the same people now uh, providing the solutions for the whole COVID situation. And I think we can still drive in without taking the test. But you're right. It's like constitutionally, how can you re- not allow a citizen to return to his own country but then the pro- it's difficult because they've told the airlines so here like for example in mexico the airline the airline won't let me get on the plane uh to get to the country so you're stopped right there and the airline doesn't care i can't argue with the airline uh, anything i could take my car and drive across the border which i guess they'll let me in so far uh but uh, yeah i don't have an answer <laughs> for that okay i'll need it a week <laughs> other than taking with the court well, I, I, hopefully that you know that sets the precedent, uh, and more people start doing this. We're seeing seeing court battles all across uh, the world in different countries. All right, so let me just remind uh, geopolitics empire listeners that for now, my prim- primary points of contact are the email list, which uh, you can subscribe to, and uh, I'm I'm enjoying very much the Telegram channel that we have, so you can sign up there. I have a feeling that we won't be much longer up on YouTube. We might uh, follow Rico. Uh, Down the hole, uh, and perhaps Twitter as well, with the whole bird watching thing that they put out just today. Uh, And so, you can find Geopolitics Empire on most other alternative channels. Uh, So, keep up the amazing work, Rico uh, and Willem. Don't be uh, discouraged. And when I say we're all in this together, I mean we're all in this together against our corrupt and tyrannical local, state, and national governments and the global elites behind them. So, Thanks for being on and Godspeed. (laughs) Thank you, man. Let's talk soon again. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast and interview. I would like to remind you that our website is geopoliticsandempire.com and you can sign up for our mailing list that goes out each weekend with the latest podcast and a long collection of important news headlines. It's good to sign up for the newsletter in case we experience censorship and deplatforming. You can help the Geopolitics and Empire podcast by subscribing to and interacting with all of our channels such as YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Gab, Minds, and Steemit. You can also help us by leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcast platforms such as iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, Spreaker, and so on. Finally, if you value our work and our mission, and would like to see us continue interviewing experts from across the political spectrum, please consider leaving a one-time donation via PayPal or Bitcoin, or becoming a regular monthly supporter on our Patreon. All the links can be found on geopoliticsandempire.com. Thanks for listening.